Welcome back, session two. We just got done talking about Tua and that situation in Miami, which may may not get better. We don't know. Right. Uh, NFL's got a lot of names that may improve Miami's situation with Tua. A um, couple names I want to throw down with you real quick to start off session two. Okay. Uh, we talked about Janoris Jenkins. Okay. Yeah. Marshawn Latimer and Quan Alexander could be other names for the Saints. Um, Zach Ertz. Marquise Godwin could be with the Eagles that could be released. Uh, Robert Woods, Michael Brocker, and uh, Andrew Whitworth could be names with the Rams. Those, you know, seven, eight guys that I just mentioned right there, those may be dudes that could, one or two of them go down to Miami and help two out or Deshaun out, depending on how the situation plays. But what do you think about those names I just mentioned? Do you see any of them not going? Do you see any of them staying? I would say that the Rams list I just mentioned would be hard to let Robert Woods leave, right? Yeah, I would I would think it would be hard to let Woods leave, but Brockers and Whitworth, they'll probably be – Whitworth is older. Whitworth would probably be the one that I would say he's for sure gone. Um, unless he's like, you know what, I'm old. How about you guys just pay me something nice? Not nice, nice, but less than what I am making. I'll, I'll come back to you cheap. I like Stafford. I wanna, I wanna go on this run with you. Brockers, he's still young enough to where he's a solid player to where he could go get a little bit of money. Robert Woods is a very intriguing one to where, man, he'd be damn good in L.A. But if they let him go, he'd be I, damn good anywhere else. He'd be damn good anywhere else too. I don't know how hot he would be because the wide receiver market, free agent wise, is. Pretty deep. Well, you know how I feel about him. I always yeah, think I he's been the most underrated receiver in the league. He may, and, he probably still is. And I think whoever gets him gets a steal. And it won't be cheap, but it'll be cheaper than other options, like you said. Yeah. But if a, a team like the Bengals are trying to the re- rebuild, they can maybe give him you know nine ten million. He might sign there to go with Joey Burrow. Yeah. You know, uh, Detroit is uh, Galladay is going to be probably a free agent. Marvin Jones will be a free agent. They probably need some weapons. It makes sense for them to go get uh, Robert Woods because he has a connection with golf. golf. Yeah, that'd be a good uh, one. So, very interesting stuff going on here. Uh, Latimer would be very surprising to me, which I just read off on the potential cuts. If the Saints got rid of Latimer, that would really yeah. hurt their sack, uh, secondary because you're losing Jenkins and Latimer. But I think I would pick Latimer over Jenkins. Well, definitely. Jenkins, uh, Jenkins has seen his heyday. I don't, I don't think Jenkins is anywhere near what he used to be when he was the Jackrabbit with the Giants. When he was that guy, I don't I don't think that's it. Jenkins is an easy cut, in my opinion. Lattimore on the other side, on the other hand, dude is a bona fide number one corner, and you let him go, fuck. I mean, there's there's only a, he's shut out Mike Evans at least two or twice, at least twice in his twice. career. In the and, same year. Yeah, and that is impressive. So, if he gets cut, he won't be cut long. Someone going he going to get paid. Someone going to pay him big money. He going to pay get paid huge. And you said Quan Alexander? Quan Alexander, I love. Quan Alexander used to play for the Bucks. He was what I thought I thought he had all the ability to be what um Devin White is now. I love Quan. I believe he's out of LSU. No, that one I don't know. Uh, but yeah, may I'm wrong. Now I'm thinking of somebody else. But either way, Quan Alexander, he has the speed 
ability that you love at linebacker and he can tackle, that would be a huge one for anybody else too. I love Quan Alexander. So, yeah. um, last two, Marquise got a good one. <clears throat> is one of the fastest dudes in yeah. the league. Obviously, he showed that in that forty competition last year. Right. Uh, yeah. And then Zach Ertz, a great tight end that is probably honestly, I'm going to go ahead and probably put him at a place where he needs to be. He'd be a good fit in Chicago. And uh, if you look at Chicago when they had uh, oh, what's his face they got Brooks leg. Greg Olson? No. Before? I don't know. Damn it. Brooks I hate leg. Yeah, in his career. Oh, well. Yeah. Zach Miller. Uh, Zach Miller would be the guy that I would compare um, Ertz to as far as He'd be he's an older guy, right, coming on that that yeah. team. Really need to solidify a tight end for them. They've been kind of searching for one with Burton and I'd really like Ertz to go to like the Cowboys with Ooh. Dak there because Ooh. Ertz reminds me a lot of a Witten to where he's never gonna take the top off the defense. He's never gonna have your shit ton of yards games. He's gonna be your chain mover. He's, it's just Stay kinda like in it's division. Kinda, yeah, Ooh. it's kinda like uh I mean, if they cut him, he'd free game go where the hell he wants. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like what he reminds me of. Kyle Rudolph just got cut too. So there's where do another. you see Rudy go? That's a, that's another one I would like in Dallas because they've struggled at tight end since Witt's gone, and they remind me a lot of of Jason Witten. But like even Kansas City really needs a number two tight end. I still think Ertz is can be a number one. So I don't think that Rudolph is going to be a number two in my opinion somewhere. Very well could work his way back up to number one. But Ertz, I still think Ertz has a lot left in his game. I think Ertz still has the ability to be, I mean, there's not very many good tight ends left in the league, but he's, I still think he can be a top ten tight end in the league. What do you think about Alshon Jeffrey? Do you think he finds a good spot for him? I'd say a good spot for him, believe it or not, would be Indianapolis to follow Wentz over and maybe he can get healthy. They had a pretty good connection when he was healthy with yeah, them, and they get him cheap. I mean, him healthy, then you're, you're, that's a whole different ball game with Jeffrey. Jeffrey, I mean, he, when healthy, he's damn good. Alshon Jeffrey, we was talking when he was healthy. You're talking about he was in the ballpark of you know AJ Green's. He was in that conversation where you're talking AJ Green, DeAndre Hopkins, Devontae Adams. You're right there, like Alshon Jeffrey was right on their heels. He's right there. And then, but he can't ever stay healthy. If he him healthy, then it's different. It is different. He's a damn good talent. So we need to talk about this. We didn't talk about last segment. Raiders are completely blowing up their offensive line. Yeah. Gabe Jackson's gone, and Richie Incognito is gone. Both of them are going to be very highly touted guys yeah. to get signed somewhere because they're they are very good at their position. Um, why would the Raiders make a move like that, considering they have a quarterback situation that they're unsure of? Why wouldn't you solidify your line just in case you do get rid of Carr or get and get rid of or get rid of Mariota, Mariota too, and draft a guy? Like, what? Why would that make sense? I don't. Or, I don't. I know. I, I know the incognito thing. They said they're going to cut him and to save some money, and then they plan on signing him back cheaper. And he's kind of on board with that. So, but the Gabe Jackson one, yeah, he's been hurt a lot. I mean, it's not like the Raiders; have, they still have quite a bit of money cap wise. So it's not like these are necessarily cap casualty hits. It's just 
I don't know, it don't make much sense to me because the Raiders have had one of the better offensive lines over the past two or three years, and now they're tearing it apart, and they're talking about getting rid of Trent Brown too, and it's really, maybe they're just tired of them guys being hurt because Jackson's been hurt, Brown's been hurt, and Cognito's coming off an injury. Yeah, but that gives you depth. It's not like they've all been hurt at the same time. And right now, Richie is 100% healthy. Yeah. Gabe's 100% healthy. So releasing them really hurts your value because you could have traded them for something, right? I I never understand why there's a lot of teams will cut these guys way too early instead of trading them. You 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 can't tell me you can't find a trade partner. You can't tell me you can't find a trade partner. Is it May 1st or June 1st when you got to pay them? It's... I'm sure it's both. But. Uh, I think it's actually and roster bonuses go into effect when the legal year starts. So March 17th, I believe, is when it starts. Okay. So there, there are there's technically June 1st designations. You don't have to wait till then. You can I don't know. It's all that part is a little weird, but there you don't have to pay these guys until March 17th. But by then they have to cut them. Henry Anderson got released by the Jets. He's a pretty good defensive lineman. Yeah. Uh, there's some names. I, I, the biggest name, I, I wouldn't say the biggest name, the one that is going to be very intriguing to me where he lands is Golden Tate. Yeah. Because of what Golden Tate brings to the table when he's healthy. I would love for him to go back to Seattle and be, be a piece that Russ can use. Yeah. Because they haven't had really a slot for them since – a couple of their boys retired. Yeah, no, Lockett's there, yes, but Lockett needs some help. Yeah, he's got DK too. Uh-huh. But uh, a, a good spot for Golden Tate, I think, would be Tampa Bay with Brady. Yeah, I put, thought about that the other day put, too. Put him in the slot there. You got. I, I would you say got Scotty Miller. You got Mike Evans on the outside. Golden can play a little bit outside. I would but, say a good spot for him would be Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yeah, because Big Ben ain't got the arm he used to. He's a lot of these wide receivers they've been thrown to outside of Claypool have been inside guys. Deontay Johnson, uh, Detroit would be a good spot to go back to, right? They have some money they could probably leverage in that deal to get him back for pretty cheap. Uh, Cleveland doesn't know what they're going to do with um, Odell. Odell, and Jarvis will be playing outside. And you need an inside guy. He'd be a good fit for them. So he's got, like I said, very intriguing yeah, free agent. He's got, he's got, he's going to have some options, unless he's done. I mean, it's a, it's up to him. I mean, if he decides I'm done getting cut, I'm done. I'm out. I can tell you the one place he won't be going. Where's that? The Rams. <laughs> Rams. Yeah. Him and Ramsey ain't going to be on the same team. No. no how. There's yeah. something went down there. Yeah. You'll, you'll we'll never know, but. <laughs> They're Golden. having a fist fight in the middle of the damn field. <laughs> right, yeah. kind of just put it. Yeah, Golden's definitely an interesting one because he is a little bit older, but he still likes it. What he brings to the game, it, it's it's valuable. He can very easily be a Cole Beasley for somebody. Um, you you mentioned this name, Trey Turner. Yeah. Do you think they release him? Man, I it's one like I said, I don't understand it. Why release him or trade him? They've been talking that if they can't trade, he's him, due eleven and a half million this year. Right, I mean, he's a Pro Bowl guard. Uh, I know that's a lot of money, but I mean, I guess if you have to, you have to. But shit, I, I can't imagine you can't just trade him because if you if you know 
If you've made your mind up, you're, we're getting rid of them. we got to get rid of them. Why don't you just trade them to whoever for a fifth or sixth round pick? Yeah, it's not what he's worth, but at least you're not just cutting them and getting nothing. I'll never understand why people don't just get something. Maybe the other teams play hardball and they said, no, I'm going to trade anything for me. You're going to release them anyways. Well, yeah. Well, then you shouldn't ever put the damn report out. <laughs> like. Um, Alex got released. Yeah. Where do, you th- you, do you think there's an opportunity for him to come back to Kansas City's backup? I think there would be an opportunity. It'd be a, it would seem like it would make sense. I, I think that I would agree it makes sense, and I, I think there would be an opportunity there because I believe he probably he's going to want to coach again. He's going to want to coach too. But I, I think it's going to be a while before Alex signs somewhere because I do think he's maybe not a while, while, but like he, he still believes he can start, mm-hmm. and he's going to try to find him a spot, even if it is for one, one or two years. Where you can be like, hey, you need a stopgap guy, because I, I think Alex still believes he can start, and he very well can. And to where a team who maybe plans on drafting a young guy and wants them to sit a year, and Alex is like, hey, I'll be that guy. I'll start for one year. I don't need more than that. <laughs> so I, I, Alex could be an after draft pickup for somebody, but I do I think. A backup role is where he's going to end up, and Kansas City would be a good one. I tell you, it would make a lot of sense right now. It'd put a lot of leverage. Is if Houston would get on the fucking the phone right now and say, "We'll pay you six million a year, or whatever, seven, eight, whatever, bring you down to Houston." That way, you have a starting quarterback yeah. in the building. If shit does hit the fan, where you don't have Deshaun, and have somebody that can be a stopgap, as you said. Yeah. That would make a lot of sense. Dallas, too, would make yeah. a lot of sense bringing Alex in. I understand people are like, oh, you have uh, oh, the Red Rocket down there, but I, Alex would be an improvement on the Red Rocket, in my opinion. Um, and he would definitely fit what they're trying to do offensively down there very well. Um, and I would say Jacksonville would be a good spot for him. Yeah, no, going, I like that. With bringing him back with Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. And, and I'm not, not because it's just with Urban. But because that situation, they need a vet, yeah. and maybe Trevor does need a year like Alex did hell, with even Mahomes. If even if it is, you know, six games, whatever. I mean, you, maybe you don't want to put Trevor Lawrence into the fire right away. Because, I mean, Jacksonville only won, what, one game for a reason. Maybe they won two. I'm not. Maybe it's one or two games. They're not a very good football they team. They trash. Not a very good <laughs> As Joe Burrow proved. You need more than just one guy to improve the whole damn shit. Yeah. And it's sad to see. You saw when a bad team gets a great quarterback like Burrow towards ACL. And that's why I said with, with Alex, it makes sense with Dallas yeah. and Jacksonville and Kansas City is because, and I guess even if you want to say Miami, would be the money he'd be paid, he's not going to be out in tax-wise, and he could help build something there with a franchise like you did with Kansas City. But what makes sense with Kansas City is that that would actually help Patty out as having somebody he's comfortable with in the room to talk football. And also, if Patty's not feeling good on that Sunday on the week 13, and he'd be like, we're good, dude. We got it. Yep. We got, we got yep. Smith. And, and everybody in the kingdom would be like, we're going to win. 
Yep. No, you're right. I ain't even a question. Like, you don't have to worry about anything's possible. Yeah. Or you ain't going to worry about, give me more of that. Maybe okay? more wins. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Smith, you're comfortable in that. And I yeah. think it makes a lot of sense for Kansas City if they could work on their cap and get it done. He's not going to ask for much. I, I mean, Alex is not. He, he, I think he's, he's, he's going to get paid. And it's a lot of money, but I think at the spot he's at now, he's just more of, let's, let's, I'm trying to build something. Like you said, I'm going to be a coach. Yeah. And, and I think I want to build some I, relationships. That's where and, I like the Kansas City option a lot, and not just because I'm a Chiefs fan, but, like, if he goes and be the backup for Patrick Mahomes, the enemy more than likely is not going to be there much longer. And now great. Alex Smith can just step into that offensive coordinator role or even quarterback coach role, whatever Andy wants him to do. Now you got your another offensive oh, coordinator in waiting. I put yeah. an OC tomorrow. So. I mean, if you think Romo's good in the box, I guarantee you. Let's talk football with Alex Smith. Alex Smith is amazing yeah. football wise. Like he's very intelligent of X's and O's. Yeah. But um, no, I, I think very intriguing. A lot, of, a lot of a lot of moving parts going on this offseason. I'm very curious to see how it goes. Um, so, move on from that. Uh, what else do you want to talk about? You got anything else you want to talk about in the NFL world? I mean, there's it just it's hard to talk about it a lot right now because we know next week and the week not necessarily next week, but the week when the league year starts around. I think I'm pretty sure it's March 17th. Shit's gonna get crazy. They say a and, lot of cuts are gonna happen before 17th. Yeah. So the next there's couple a, there weeks. are gonna be a lot of cuts and. There's going to be a lot of different parts moving. A lot of players are going to see a lot of money going around. A lot of teams have money. A lot of teams, like I said, are going to make a lot of cuts because they haven't got the money, but they don't want to miss out on free agency. There's a lot of teams that sit there and just can't sit back. They want to They want to be in the March Madness for the NFL, which is free agency. They have to get involved. Like the Jets, I, I look for the Jets to spend. They're going to try. They want to spend some money, and I, I just – there's gonna be a lot of there's a lot of good players. That tree that team is very intriguing to me. I'm glad you brought them up. New York is usually a well, I say usually. New York seventy five percent of the time is a destination, which is very weird to you and I, but it is. I mean, it is New York. I mean, I you know go wrong with that. But it's just like the taxes and everything don't make sense to you and I, like the, between LA and New York. Like you're paying more money out of your pocket to go play there. But it's very, it's one of those things where if you play there, you're probably making a lot of money on side deals for endorsements and everything where it makes sense. But a team like the Jets, where they've missed out really in the last three free agencies and they've had decent money to work with, I think this is the year. You're right. With uh, Robert Sala. Is, yeah. that, is that right? Uh, he, he's the, the new face for them. And I think with him, as weird as this is going to say, he's probably the most perfect face they've had since Rex Ryan at the helm as far as uh, the player relations and people relating to him wanting to play with him. I think this is going to be a home run offseason for the Jets. I think they will spend every bit of the capital they have, whether it's in the draft or free agency. And the Jets could be very competitive next year and maybe a contender in a year or two. No, and I, I like that because I I not necessarily it's not gonna be pretty for Jets fans. It's because I, I do think they make some splashes in free agents because they, they have the money, but with Robert Sala being the head, I do think 
to where you can see a lot of these, even if it is both. Surprise, you know, uh, Levante David and Shaq Barrett leaving Tampa, going to the Jets. Because Robert Sala's got that mind. People saw what the Niners' defense was when they made their Super Bowl run, and a lot of people are going to want to play for him. And even a Richard Sherman, who's on outs with San Francisco, you can see him going to the Jets. Now you got a brilliant mind there. Talk about there's going to be a lot of players who are going to want to play for him. And that defense is going to turn around right right away. And they have the draft capital, too, because they got Seattle's first-round pick. They have, you know, an early first-round pick. They can – with the Jets, the main thing I do not – I do not want them to do is trade Sam Darnold. Or slash take quarterback and third overall pick. Yeah, don't do that. Or second overall pick, one of the two. But I think it's two. It is two. Yeah, they got second overall pick. I think the, the perfect – world for them. This is my perfect world. So I may be wrong. You may not agree with it, but if you're going to take quarterback this year and you're just dead set on like you're not going to be convinced otherwise, trade two back. Guarantee you can get another like what, three? Actually, they, somebody said, maybe it was Shefty said, whoever wants two this year is going to be paying the number one price. Yeah. So you're going to be paying like three first rounders and a second or two first rounders and two twos. Whatever it is, going to be something Crazy. Outlandish, right? And if you do get a first rounder between before fifteen, you pick Mac Jones. Yeah, and I I, I think they do need to trade back because they keep Arnold, so you don't need to be that high. What I would be very intrigued for them to do is get Carolina on the phone. They're willing to give up a lot of picks for Watson. How about Carolina? Why did you give us that package for the second overall pick? Because I mean, that's where you're going to get Zach Wilson. Or, you know, another young quarterback. They're not sold on Teddy. Well, we're keeping Darnold, but we'll give you, like you said, it's going to take a first-round package deal. Call Carolina. Give me some first-round picks. That would be. Throw McCaffrey over here, too. Oh, my God, that would be explosive. You know, even if, honestly, if if you're the Jets and the Carolina Panthers call you up, we're going to give you a one, two ones, and Christian McCaffrey. Do you take the deal? Yes. Right. I don't even think twice. You just got three ones in the deal, and you don't yep. even know it. I mean, you do know it. Obviously, everybody yeah. does it. But, like, you get three ones. You got Christian, who's going to be your bell cow, yep. who you always thought the Le'Veon would be, but he's going to be. Mm-hmm. You're going to get two ones on the deal. You give them Zach Wilson, who I'm assuming they're going to be very enamored with. Right. Or they go and get a guy like um, um, North Dakota Trey State. Lance. Trey Lance. right? Go get him. I don't think Mac. As much as people love Mac. The thing that's going to hurt Mac is Mac is old school as far as pocket, right? right. So he's going to drop regardless if he likes it or not. No matter if he's the best quarterback. Three years from now, Mac Jones is the best quarterback to come out of this class. He's not going to be the number one overall pick. He's not going to be the number two overall pick. He's not going to be the number six overall pick. He's going to be the number nine overall pick. He's going to be a guy that's after 10, and that's fine. No, and I love when people, some a lot of people talk about Mac. What is Mac? He's a more mobile Tom Brady. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like well, that's pretty good. Bad body type, slow, <laughs> yeah. lacks lacks vertical threat. Lacks like like I just I love Mac Jones. I think he's going to be one of the better quarterbacks in this. I don't yeah. think he's going to just spell out. I think he's going to be very good because of his his intelligence. But we'll back to what we're talking about with the Jets. It makes sense for them if you if you're dead set like. Fuck it, we need a quarterback because we don't know what we're going to do with Darnold. He may be traded next year. Well, we don't know. Then this is the draft. You go get a quarterback, but don't waste that number two 
on a Zach Wilson or a Lance right. or, or or a uh, Ohio State um, Fields, a Fields or, or somebody like that, wait and get you a Mac Jones. It's still a very very good quarterback in this draft, and go build your team the way it should be built. And if you have a Christian McCaffrey, now you got an offensive weapon that you need. You have something that Sam Darnold can play with and see what he's like with some weapons. Maybe you use one of those ones you got on top of Mac and say, I'm going to go get me a receiver yeah. or an offensive lineman or, right, you know, yeah. because obviously the thing that was weird about the Jets is they get so much money that I think a lot of the needs they need can be fixed. I'm not going to say all the needs, yeah. but a lot of them. You know, if you go get a guy like Richie Incognito, okay, going to be pretty cheap. Give him about $5 million, okay? You'll get a guy like Richard Sherman. You'll get a guy like a Levante David. Maybe not pay Shaq because he wants 18, so you, you keep the ball moving. Maybe you're lucky enough. Get a to, Chris to get, Godwin. Yeah. Get a Go, Juju. Yes. To where it's, I, w- I love where the Jets are with the draft and the amount of money they have because I do believe they can fix their team in free agency, as in you can get weapons for Darnold and you can get defensive players. And they have enough draft picks as to where they can fix their offensive line with draft picks because they have they have their left tackle of the future, Kelvin Beecham, not Beecham, but Makai Beckton mm-hmm. is a badass. He is that guy. He shouldn't have played when he was hurt, but he's like I'm, I'm hurt. I'm not injured. I'm you know playing. how good that can be for them. Mm-hmm. A guy we're very highly on, and Alex Leatherwood yep. could be in a spot for them to pick up. He's a left tackle, but I think with an off season at OTAs and everything. You put Beckham on left and put Leatherwood on the right. Well, you can even Elijah right. Vera Tucker, who's a very, yes, exactly. Very good. There he is, can play your right tackle. You can play center, left guard, right guard. It don't matter. Solid options there. Yeah. You can get some free agency to help out. Like I said, Richie Incognito at guard would be a huge upgrade for yeah. you. What I, w- I would love them to, I would love them to get something out of Carolina because Carolina looks like they're they're wanting something out other than Teddy. So if they could trade with, and then now you're at eight overall instead of two, you That's can get Jamar Chase. Yeah, you can get Devontae. Devontae sounds like he's dropping, but you can either way. You can get Jamar Chase at eight. I think you'd be very pleased with that. Yes, or even if you've really sold, I don't know. It's I love Kyle Pitts. I don't know if I draft him that high. It's it's scary, but would, because you're gonna have, you can go get Zach Ertz. Okay, yes, you have the money yes, so to go right. get a Zach Ertz. That go. fixes that problem. You don't waste it on Coppice. You don't know what you got with Coppice. I know what I have with Ertz. Even right now with his body that's been bashed the last couple mm-hmm. of years, if I give him a healthy offseason with us getting in the offense uh, of playbook and everything, that team could be very, very well, good even, very quick. Yeah, and even I love the Ertz to the Jets because even though Sala was a defensive coordinator, he saw how the Niners used Kittle. Like, hey, Ertz, he's all killed him. I got you, boy. Yeah, and he I be, got you. And he was, he's not that far from removed from being a top three tight end in the league. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? He's solid. I know. So, no, the Jets are the very, like, they just enamor me, like, very much as far as what what moves they can make. I'll tell you, another one is New England. New England has some, they have a lot of bullets in that in that holster that they could use. As they got they, a lot of money, too. They could just they got money. drop that chamber back and just start shooting because mm-hmm. all their defensive players that they've missed that yeah, are going right. to be, uh, be fat and slow and whatever, <laughs> yeah, they're going to be getting in shape real quick. Yeah. Okay? They're going to be getting in shape real quick. They may be getting in shape right now because they know Belichick's going to be like, okay, all right, you're 240. You're supposed to be playing 225, so it looks like we're going to be having a <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? There's, New England's going to be fine. Like, yeah. They had a bad year last year. 
if they have a bad year next year, then Belichick's probably not going to be in New England again. He'll probably retire. Okay, I don't think he's going to be like, okay, this rebuild is going to take three or four years. He don't have three or four years. It's like the same thing with, with Pete. With <laughs> yeah. Pete. Okay, you're old. a little bit older. You're okay? old now. You're, you're old now. Old. Like, Reed's in the perfect spot. You were in the perfect spot, but you let your perfect spot go to Tampa. So, that's your own damn fault. I mean, speaking of what do you think about the – it seems like a lot of people still think it's going to be Cam and Bill. And it seems like they have a good relationship. Cam and Bill are boys. Do you think that's a good idea? If you you mentioned something to me about New England Watt Watson, right? Yeah, they're in that that did, that, yeah. in that 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 news, right? But if you can't get Watts and you have an opportunity to get Cam back for a mill, because you're not going to pay more than a mill, I'm telling you, right. with the year you just had, you get him another mill. You can load it in incentives, and- load in incentives, but you pay him for a mill and the salary cap. That's the hit, right? Then. You do it all day, every day. Because this offseason, I think New England figured out if they weren't listening to outside noise and everybody telling them exactly what was going on in the franchise, I think they figured it out last year, which is they are depleted on offense. Like, there's nothing outside the running back room that tells you that they are just, like, crazy good. Edelman is gone. Edelman's probably going with Uncle Tom oh, down shit. down Tampa, okay? Yeah. Uh, Kill Harry is is a guy that's got potential, but he hasn't really done nothing. Um, uh, <coughs> oh, what's his name? Shit. What, Bird? Yes. Bird, Bird had a great year. Yep. Him and Cam very had a connection, connection, very yeah. good connection. He can slide into that slot very well. Harry's going to step it up, though. But you need, you cannot, if I was New England, as bad as this is to say right now, I would probably not take Mac Jones, and I would probably take Devontae Smith if he's there. I wouldn't even be mad if they took Kyle Pitts. They or Kyle Pitts. They need a tight end. A weapon. Right, yes. Go, go get somebody that I can use right now. I'm not going to be able to use Mac right now. <coughs> Never been the Belichick way. Even right. when he had Drew Henson, or uh, Bledsoe. Drew Bledsoe, yep. he picked Tom just to back up. Bledsoe, but he kept Bledsoe around for a, long, for a yeah, while, even yeah. after Tom took over and he's paying that contract because he doesn't like playing. No, and I agree. Rookies. I think they need a good draft weapons because I think their defense is still going to be good. They're getting all their defensive players back. They weren't awful last year. Yeah, they lost a lot, but they were still a solid defense. And now, but the main thing that they couldn't move the ball this year, they need draft better than ever. Yes. They do. Because if you don't draft well this year, then you're, you're matured. I think with them, if they're not comfortable at 15, like that's just like a spot where they're in between, between Mac and something else, they need to trade back for somebody that really wants Mac Jones Yeah. and get two, yeah, three be, more picks. That would be typical Patriots. Typical Patriots, but that is smart Patriots. It is. You're talking about a team that is can pick in the late you know, 23 to 32. Obviously, that range is very comfortable for them. You can get a guy that you're – enamored about. Like, you can go get you a very good wide receiver in that spot, a very good running back, a very good offensive lineman, a tight end. Yeah. You, there's That's what I mean. That would be a team you're talking about who could be trading from that back up to the – if Pittsburgh wants to trade up to 15 yeah. and get you a Mac Jones because they know this is Big Ben's last run. They need he'd, the heir apparent. He'd be very good. And, and that would be a very good pick yeah. for them. If you do that, though – You've got to get rid of Rudolph. 
he's he's gone. You don't I don't you yeah, don't you want got, that. You got Dewey Haskins there. You do have Dewey. Whew. So Dewey's gonna have to probably be traded too. Well, you can probably just cut him. No, but put Dewey with New England. They need a quarterback to go yeah. behind Cam. That would be a good setup for him. But then again, maybe Pittsburgh are trying banking on Dewey. I mean, you never know. He hey, he was a first-round pick, what, two years ago? Yeah. Give him an opportunity. I don't think – here's the deal. Washington's a shit organization. It is, yeah. And you put him with Tomlin, I think the, the kid straightens it out. I just – I can see that. There's something about that signing that made a lot of sense to me, and he's a player's coach. I think Dwayne is going to be very good with Pittsburgh if he gets to play. I would say next year – Let's set a year behind Big Ben, yeah, and then right. I think I think it, it's something serious. New England, what I would be interesting to me, and I may be completely biased, or not even say biased, but completely wrong about the the situation is. I think Fitzy is a better quarterback than Cam, okay. and Fitz Magic would be a better fit in New England on a one year deal if you're going to try to build something. As far as the draft around a guy like a Mac Jones or right. something like that, no, that's yeah, that's not. Bad. I I do think because if, you got to throw the ball vertical in this no, league. Yeah. If you go that route, I agree with you on that point because Cam's not going to teach Mac anything. I'm not saying Cam can't teach. He's to- totally different ball game. They they don't play the same game at all. So what Cam will be able to show Mac is it won't be no good to him. And it just won't. Uh, hey man, if we're going to run quarterback power, this is how you do it. That pack. I mean. Mac, Who's just, played with worse weapons than Fitzmagic? There was nothing in Buffalo he was throwing around to. I was the only thing I would argue is Cam Newton. Who's his best target he's ever had? Benjamin. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Benj- A tight end playing wide receiver. And Christian McCaffrey. And probably Greg Olson. And but, Greg Olson. But that's it. Cam's had some shit. Ted Ginn. <laughs> I throw You're Ted grasping. Ginn. No, throw Ted, Ted Ginn. Ginn at 32 when he's running a 4-4 now. I would say. I, I mean, he had. I guess Fitz he only had Parker to throw to. But he had Devonte Parker. I mean, I'm not saying that they both had bad weapons, I, but, but Fitzy, I know this. Hey, Fitzy had. He gonna throw the fucking I, thing. But when it, t- Tampa, he had weapons. He had Deshaun Watt Jackson. He's throwing yeah, out he's, Mike Evans. And boys loved him. He was <laughs> yeah, slinging it. So, but Cam, that's one thing. Cam's never had top-notch weapons. He ain't going to get it in, in New England. Well, no, that's a, that needs to change. But nobody wants to go to New England right now. Well, yeah, why not? They, New England's going to have to make a splash. And, and that's why I would, I would say Cam needs to come back. I would rather Fitzpatrick, or Fitzmagic, yeah, Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, rather him be in that situation because... I know for a fact he does not give a shit about triple coverage, double coverage. <laughs> yeah. He's going to throw and try to make things happen. And McDaniel's offense, maybe that's good, maybe it's bad. Maybe, you, maybe McDaniel's yeah. can keep the turnovers being down, maybe help his career out. I don't know. But Cam's arm's not been, been solid for yeah. a while. You know what I would love, though? Honestly, I don't even hate the Patriots anymore. I don't even hate them. They're, they, they shit. But I hate – I. I don't hate him because I hate everybody hating on Bill. Bill's a goddamn great coach. And Josh McNeil's a damn good, great coach. You know what I want to see? I want to see Jameis Winston yeah. go to the Patriots and the Patriots trade for Odell. 
That's going to be Winston and Odell on that offense. Oh, talk about up. a big splash. Chuck it up. Hell yeah. You told them two would love it. Winston would throw to Odell 35 times Edelman a game. Edelman may come back. <laughs> exactly. Edelman may come back. You're talking about rumors. People think Baker's better without Odell. He plays better, which it, he does. He does. It don't make sense, but he but does. Because Odell's, like we've talked about, Odell is the, the he's the Randy Mosses, the Terrell exactly. Owens, uh, the, Moss the, the Ojo Cinco's of the world. Yep. But it ain't Tom Brady throwing the damn ball. Yeah, it's a guy that's straight balling. That's <laughs> oh what it God. is. He's got twenty twenty vision now. You better watch out. Fucking lacy. <laughs> hey, he did throw a fucking humdinger in the playoffs, but yeah. he hit him on the dime. Who right threw more, five. Who threw more playoff touchdowns this year, Breeze or Winston? Winston. <laughs> that is actually a fact. But anyway, I would. I just. That's. I would love Winston to go somewhere. I. I He's a free agent, right? Yeah. I know the Patriots. Not the Patriots. The Saints said they want him. Which, it depends on how bad you want him. If you're bringing Breeze back, yeah, he's seeing the time. Like I, I can't be a backup if I'm losing my, yeah. I'm losing my. I agree opportunity. to come here to say I, I'm a good boy. I'm gonna learn behind Breeze. I did my good deed. Now I'm about. I'm ready to start again. I would just love Winston to go anywhere. You can go to Pittsburgh. All right, man, you can't sit behind Ben. He ain't sitting. He ain't sitting. He ain't sitting. There's not very many jobs out there, but New Englanders job. There is. That would not be a bad job for him Shit, to have. Give him to Miami. He'd be bad in Miami, bro. He's got Florida. Florida is yeah, not his spot. Maybe, yeah. Too, too, much, too many crab legs. Too right? much crab legs, bro. <laughs> crab legs, you Hey, I'm trouble. telling you, New England has some good fra- crab legs there. <laughs> you know what? They give them for free. Yep. Um, I don't know. I there's a, Like I said, there's so James White, speaking of New England, is probably going to be released. Okay. Yeah. Sad to, say, sad to say, I think it needs to happen. Sad to say, but... Wherever he goes, they picked up a dynamic player. That's still got probably two, three good years left in his no, life. No, someone's going to get a gym. I think they if they use him. <laughs> if they use him. Someone needs to. I want somebody to just... I want to see... Every time I watch a back that I'm just very proud to watch or enamored about. I want to see James White, 16... Uh, now I guess 17 games now this next year. 17 games... Run it up. Let's see. How, let's see if he gets over a thousand. Let's see if he gets over fifteen hundred total. Yeah. That's. I. I just want to see if he's got it in him. Yeah. And I'm gonna tell you right now, if he's cheap, who I would send him to, I would send him to Arizona, because Kenyon Drake's gonna Kenyon's be a free agent. Great. Edmonds, a guy that's young, but you don't know what you got in him. James White and that offense. Watch the fuck out because you can line them out in the slot like they did Le'Veon in Pittsburgh. You yep. can put them in the backfield and let them run up north and south. You got Edmund to give him some plays off. If you want Kenyon, you want to take Edmund and, and whatever you want to do. But I think what would be a perfect situation would be to him Arizona and with that read option and everything that Cliff wants to do. Ooh, that offense could be nasty. Yeah, good. Uh, that brings you brought up Le'Veon. What do you think about him? Is it what's he? What's he gonna do? Le'Veon's going to Miami. Think he going to Miami? He going to Miami. I I think Le'Veon's gonna be paid. Think they gonna want him? You think he got a market still? Yeah, because all he has Gaskin. Just but you think it's strictly just Miami? That's what I mean. Do you think no, he has all, a market? No, only Miami. Okay. I got. I mean, because everyone expected him to go off in Kansas City, right? He was supposed to do a little more, and he could barely get on the field. 
And I don't know if it's necessarily the offense. Maybe he couldn't grasp it. Because the same thing happened to Shady McCoy when they brought him in. They were expecting him to go off in that offense. Hey, Shady's got two rings. <laughs> Shady's got two rings. Like I said before, Shady's the only one who ran it back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. But no, I think with Le'Veon's situation, that Miami was very um, competitive in their offer. When they offered uh, the, the 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 Jets to get him, yeah, um, and I think he went to he, he he had no trade clause, I believe, where he had to sign off on it. Am I right? Or did he did he get released and then he went to the, the Chiefs? I can't remember. He got cut. Oh yeah, he got cut. Yeah, I think that maybe he was going for the ring, which he got, but I think Miami was where he wanted to be, yeah. and I think that's why I say Miami is the spot for him because I think. It fits what he want the rap thing he wants to do, uh, the area that he wants to be at. I think uh, he, Flores is kind of the the coach that he needs as far as a disciplinarian, but also a players coach type of guy. Andy, Andy's Andy's the guy where he. And I, this is why Andy's great. If you want to work, work, and if you don't, don't. But that's going to pretty much be on you, and I'm going to play you accordingly. Yeah, no, that's good. That's that's damn good. Assessment, really, it is. So, I don't. I don't know as far as like. I think Le'Veon needs a full year. I think he saw how winning happens and how it needs to be done in the grind. I think that he's been in a losing situation, a winning situation, the same year. And he's, he likes the winning a hell of a lot more. Than he does losing, so he's not going to be chasing money anymore. I think he's going to be chasing rings. But the problem with chasing rings at the people that are, are the ring chasers right now don't want him. And I think the only team that will want him that could be a ring chaser is only going to offer him about two to four million. Yeah. You think he's still got anything left? Yeah. You do? Yeah. I think he just, like we said, you take a year off of football. Yeah. It hurts you. It's it's going to take him two years. This this next year, if he doesn't do nothing this next year, he's out of football. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, definitely. His third year, you get a COVID excuse. You get your first year excuse coming back from football. Those are your two excuses. And this is going to be first year of OTAs, grinding it out, being ready to play. If we sign you the Miami Dolphins, you're going to be no guaranteed or one million guaranteed. It's going to be a very limited deal. And we're going to sign you. You're going to be our belt cow. You're going to uh, help Gaskin out. He's going to help you be what Connor was to you as far as a little scat back or whatever going on. And there we go. And that's I, I, if you if you think of it, what will be the other option? Houston? Yeah, I mean, you're right. That's what I said. Is there even a market for him? I mean, there's not. I mean, you could say Tampa because we we, we would always wanted to see Brady and Bell together. But he would have – that would be – that would make a 100% chance, like make sense, like New England would if you want someone to make him grind it out and get to his full potential. Yeah. yeah. Which is, listen, there's no bullshit here. We're here to work. If you're with Brady on the beach, you're not drinking Mai Tais and everything. On the beach, you're running routes. You're running dunes. Yeah, yeah. You're doing all the bullshit, grinding it out where everybody's like, listen, you invited me at the beach, bro. I thought we were just going to hang out. I didn't know you were going to have me doing like three a days. Like, what the, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, And that would be a great situation with him in Tampa. I think he would be amazing. I think he's still got juice in his leg. And why I say things, he set out majority this year. He was out majority last year because of the hamstring, right? Yeah. So... He's he hasn't been really working it. He should be fresh. He oh, should yeah, have he about should be. Yeah. he should have about two to four years left of good football in his legs. 
before he hangs him up. So that, that's that's my assessment. Yeah. Well, I think it's a good one. I just I was just curious. We brought up Le'Veon. We talked about a few running backs here or there. I mean, he he disappointed in Kansas City. That's all there was to it. Like I said, I do think he didn't. I want to say he didn't work, but I don't know. He, he should have been great. He didn't work. Yeah. He, I mean, bottom line, he didn't work. He got passed up by Darrell Williams. Yeah, he did. And Darrell Williams is a fantastic running back. I'm not going to tell you anyone Darrell, but Le'Veon's name alone and his, his his track record by far bypasses anything Darrell Williams can do in his career. Yeah. Um, the, the other one I, I, I say I'm very disappointed in is I'm really disappointed in Fuller out of Houston, the wide receiver, because I think that – yeah. He not got his PED, didn't get suspended, done what dumb shit that he was doing, uh, and it maybe just been a fluke. Well, I, there's no telling, but I, you can't put yourself in that situation. You got people around you to make sure you, you're mandated as far as what you can can't say. That took money off his table, his family, oh, yeah, and it did. also hurt his market because him free agent healthy the way he was playing, he would be the number one if not number two receiver free agent be taken because of his speed. His athleticism, his ability, his catch radius, everything across the board. He is a freak athlete, and yeah, especially his size and being a freak athlete. I think he would be, in my opinion, he'd be number one over Godwin as far as what he brings to the table. He's a lot faster. He's more pure receiver. Maybe not as good route runner as Godwin, but he makes up for it with his hands. He's got great hands. He, well, I think he proved that with Deshaun Watson on some throws that he's, he's brought down. But now you're looking at him like, okay, well, as a, as a franchise and as a team, especially with the Chiefs, very enamored by that because I can bring him in at eight, and he would, that team would be stupid with him yeah. on. Like it would be, you talk about Tyreek and him taking the top off of a defense. Yeah, it would be, and you can get him cheap right now because of the PED. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Did he serve his full ex- suspension or does it carry? No, out? yeah, no. He, he served all six, all six games. He, they were like, I think four and six or four and five. Maybe he, maybe he's overextended. Maybe he took off the last game. I can't remember. He, he the full deal was, was okay. served. But yeah, he's definitely one that's. There's there's a lot of, you know, intriguing options out there for agent wise, and it just like it depends on the spots too. And there's a lot of guys who are going to earn a lot of money. A lot of guys, like you said, like Fuller, hurt himself hard. Bell hurt himself. Yeah, if he would have won a ring and played well for Kansas City. You're talking about him being the top running back on the market. Now you're like, ah, eh, it's going to be a certain spot. It's only going to be a few hands, and it's not going to be much. What about Kenyon Drake? What's he got? He played. Oh man, Kenyon's market is something that is going to be fickle. I think that people that uh, value him are going to pay him, and the people that think that he is expendable are going to offer him. Not bare minimum, but they're not going to offer him probably what he thinks he deserves. So I think his market's probably four to six teams. Yeah. Uh, I think Seattle will probably be one of those teams that uh, would value him because of the unsurement of Carson being brought back. Um, I think that the Rams are going to be very interested in getting a, a, a. I understand the Acres had a good year, but I think there's still a lot of question marks around Acres as far as what he brings and Kenyon's explosiveness. Is a game changer. Um, I still kind of think I think he stays in Arizona. It would make sense, but you're going to have to pay him 
in Arizona. I, I'm not saying like pay him like right. top running back, but as far as like you're going to pay him at least six million dollars a year, and that's that's a cap casualty that I don't know if you as Arizona you're willing to take. Yeah, and at that point you're talking about paying six million. Might as well. I don't know. I mean, it depends on what Green Bay does. Would you can get Aaron Jones? And my, that's my point exactly. Like, there's a lot of things that are, that are fluctuating here that you you have like like I said. James White would make a lot of sense yeah, in Arizona, yeah. and you could get him for probably the same amount you're bringing Kenyon back. But he's much more versatile, in my opinion, as far as the pass blocking, the pass receiving routes, the route tree, him running north and south. Just his ability to help the quarterback, especially Kyler being young. Hey, listen, this is what I see. This is what's going on. I can chip off the defense ends coming around. I'm gonna chip him. Come out to the west. I'm your check down. If you need them, I'm, I'm here. Otherwise, do you think like there's a lot of things I think the whole behind the scenes of as far as like film and everything that he'd be really great for that team that's trying to push for a Super Bowl. It seems like they're trying to push really hard this offseason. It would make sense for them to bring a vet in like him and, and, and make a difference. And it would make a lot of sense for them to bring a vet in like Kenyon, yeah. bring him back because of what you have. So it, there's a lot of intriguing options. What about a guy like uh, I mean, I, I've seen some rumors about uh. Uh, Denver, giving uh, Philip Lindsay a tender, so an original round tender, so basically a third round pick, I think third round tender. I think they're they're gonna try to get somebody to get him a second round tender, and they'll let him walk. Yeah, and so like he would be he a pretty good option on the running back market. I love Philip. Yeah. I think Philip is uh, probably in the right situation. Philip is probably a top ten running back in the league, if not top eight. Because he does run north and south as a small guy. I think he he's fit. explosive. I'd like him in Seattle with what they. Oh, want I'd to love do. him in Seattle. With what I they would, want to do. I would love him in Kansas City, to be honest with you. Yeah. Well, with what if you if you got Dame, we're bringing back Dame. Yeah. And you go fill up with that two headed monster like like Reed likes to do, but you can interchange them and do passing routes and everything. You're not going to miss a beat. That makes a lot of sense. I think Andy's hampered himself. He had a great one two punch when he had. Hunt and and uh, um, Jamal, not Jamal. Sorry. Oh, shit! I'm I'm blanking on the name. Uh, but anyways, they they had a one-two punch there in, in Kansas City for a while, and then they they got rid of Hunt and brought Dame in, and then Dame and, and McCoy were the one-two punch for a while, and then they, then Darrell Williams was in when McCoy was hurt. Like they've been fluctuating. Kansas City really needs a one-two. Uh, but with back to Philip, I think Philip would match really beautifully in Seattle. I think he'd match really well with the Giants uh, to go in with him and Saquon. I think he'd fit really well in with, with Miami. San Francisco what might be interested in him. Miami, he'd be really good with Mostert and San Francisco. That would be a good spot. Um, I really would like him to be. It would suck for him, but I, he would get paid if he went to Houston. I think him and Houston would be a good spot yeah, yeah. for him, uh, and it would make a lot of sense. For, so there, there's a lot of different options. I, honestly, would be another and like it, you nobody would think about it, but Philip in Atlanta would be a very interesting because that offensive line, Gurley maybe ship Gurley out and get him out and have Philip. I mean, though, and well, technically, dra- what I'm pretty sure Gurley's a free agent. Technically, so, so then you bring Philip in, then you draft a running back like maybe. Uh, your dude Najee, Najee, you know what I mean? Then you yeah. have your stud to go with a vet, and you know that vet can help him in the thing. There's a lot of like the NFL this year is gonna be really interesting to me. It's gonna I'm really interested what the, the schedules come out to be and yeah. look like because 
there might be some there might be some home run hit like games on that thing. I hope so. I mean, it, the NFL they they need it. I mean, not need it. I mean, NFL. It no, they need matter. it. No, they, they do. They're, they're, you're talking about getting fans yeah. back acclimated into. If you're not going to sell it in the seats, then you've got to get it in the ratings. Yeah. And and the only way you do that is. Okay, Vince session for eight minutes. You, the Thursday night game, okay? The Monday night game, the Sunday night game, and the Sunday primetime games have to be electric. They yeah. have to be the best games on the slot of games. So if you if we're talking about, okay, Kansas City's playing the Raiders, right? And then, like, say, for instance, Russ stays with Seattle. Seattle's playing the Rams, for like the Sunday night slot, and you're worried about who's flexing. Why the fuck are we flexing? Yeah. At the preseason, of the preseason, when you put the <laughs> schedule out, that game should have been the Thursday night game. If you're worried about not being able to match it yeah. up on, on Sunday night or primetime Saturday afternoon or Monday night, then that you need to put it on Thursday night. Like I think you need to make Thursday night relevant if you're going to keep it. Otherwise, get rid of it. Just no, all I, together. And I know they try to give. Basically every team a prime time. I'm game. done with that. But now, but that I agree. I'm done with it too. They don't need a prime time game. If you want a prime time game, play better. Yeah. Earn your way up there. We shouldn't be seeing Jets and Jaguars on Thursday Who night. Who the football. fuck watch that game? The only people that are watching is <laughs> yeah. a dude that is literally down at the bar, having some wings, eating some beer. He's like, well, my shitty Jets are on. I guess I'll watch Things the game. Until, and then like he gets done eating, he's like, okay, I'm gonna dip. We're down like. 20 to 1 nothing in the first quarter. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and leave. And they, they're done watching. Nobody's watching the fucking game unless there's nothing else going on, right. right? But if you got, like, Tom Brady is playing, like, Big Ben on Thursday night, I guarantee Thursday night ratings you have, like, at least 4.7 million people watch. No, for sure. For you know sure. I mean? I, even, like, yeah, well, you know, when week one, week one is where you, should, you can have the most fun with it, to where – Teams that you think are going to be bad, that's where you get your bad game. For week one, Monday Night Football, you're going to have Jacksonville Jaguars. That that could be their one prime time game because everyone's going to tune in to see Trevor Lawrence play. Hey, and and he could play, see what yeah, they do. You could put them against whoever, put them against fucking Deshaun Watson's new team. I mean, they don't How put them on Thursday night. Yeah. Right? You're going to put them on NBC anyways, right? Or I guess it's NBC. That they, yeah, they, you put them on NBC anyways. Thursday night game heavy hitter and then Sunday night game you my opinion in my opinion alone I would have every Super Bowl matchup from the previous year on Sunday night football to open the season wouldn't they have it like it's just Sunday night or the very first game of the year first Sunday night okay. game the most important like not Monday night football unless you want to make it relevant and you want to compete with yeah. NBC but everybody's watching Sunday night football everybody it doesn't matter that first Everybody's jacked up. They're ready to go. I think you play the Chiefs Tampa first night. Open it up. Fucking put it in Tampa. Let the banners go. Put that little extra chip on Kansas City when they have to watch it, right? I think do that going forward. That helps rating so much. I agree. Because you're like, okay, fuck, these teams are either going to be really good still or you're going to find out who's not going to be very good. You're going to find out quick. That's I think that's how you make the NFL relevant as far as and I think Monday night if you're wanting to make Monday night relevant then put rivalry games on Monday night and yeah, you can flush not, not shit right not sh- no I'm talking like some good games if you don't have good games right I don't have any good games put the Bengals I mean even even like you said it was yeah Bengals Bengals Steelers sounds yes. like Bengals won. It's a rivalry yes, it's game. A rivalry game. So it turned out Put good. Put the Bengals and the, and the Browns. Yeah. Like, at least you know 
that even though they're shit, that rivalry is going to step everything up even yeah. more. Like the Chargers were playing the the, the 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 Chiefs. The Chargers always maybe extend their game up to, to match the even Chiefs. Chargers Raiders. Chargers I mean, Raiders. Like you know what I'm saying? One. Like there's yeah, I uh, the Bron- They always put Broncos and Chargers on like Monday night, and it don't make no sense. Like no. Th- that's not going to be a heavy hitter. Right, well, even it's, Broncos Raiders aren't. It, no, it really, don't put just, Broncos on Monday Night Football. <laughs> yeah. like, I, like that was my team, but like, don't do it. Like, that's not the spot you want to sell ratings. Yeah, I understand you want to do that. I understand your your, your mountain time, right? You're 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 trying to figure out scheduling and everything right. else like that. But make it make sense too. You know what I mean? Like, just don't. Monday night, you could you could do it a whole different aspect. Like you could start Monday night. We've seen it, and COVID helped out. Yeah. So have a, a kickoff at five thirty, six o'clock to help the late game. Kick off at eight thirty, eight o'clock, and yes. the, at least it's early enough for everybody to catch. When you, especially when it was like, like I said, when you were Bronco man, man, game ain't starting until nine o'clock, nine or ten. Yeah, what the hell is this? And then you're, and it always sucks because it's the first week of the year, so you don't really, you know, you have an idea whether your team's gonna be shit or not. But week one, you're like. You never know. Yeah, and so you're now watching. you got to wait till nine, ten and, o'clock to watch the damn game. And you're watching it, and like the first like two and a half quarters, team shit, and you fall asleep in the fucking lounge chair. <laughs> you wake up and you lost. You're like, well, thank God I fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. I was pissed. And I'm sorry, like you got to get every prime time broadcast needs to have top notch announcers. They do all of them. It don't matter if it's the nine o'clock game. Don't put the someone. Oh, we want to give them a shot here. We want to give them a shot, and it's you gotta. They all there's plenty of great announcers out there, in their the pool. They all need to be on prime time. We don't need to be having shit game. Tony Romo should be doing the late night Monday night game. I don't give a shit. Uh, just something. They shit announcers can't happen. It ruins games. I agree. I agree, and I think Monday night. The problem I think ESPN has is they want to spend all the money, right? Because Disney owns them, they want to spend all the money. They have the money, right? If you're going to put two games on a Monday night football, then you better have the two best broadcasts, and you better be paying NBC or CBS or Fox. Here's $2 million for tonight. I need to borrow. Even if you, as much as you hate them, fucking uh, Joe Buck and, and yeah. Aikman to come on. Yeah, and, yeah, even then, at least it's something. Yeah. Or fucking, it, it's one fucking night of the year. Call John Madden up. Hey, we're going to pay you some money. You're going to do the 9 o'clock Monday okay. night football game. And you can make it every fucking year. Every goddamn year, the late night Monday night game is the Raiders playing someone and John Madden's calling the damn thing. Oh, that'd be like that. <laughs> like, so. Um, anyways. Heavy hitting coming up, free agency, right? Yeah. Uh, we got one more segment coming up. It's gonna be probably a quick segment, probably thirty minutes. I want to talk about March Madness. Okay. And some games that we've seen. Uh, very excited about a few teams we're gonna talk about. Um, other than that, anything we should you're interested in seeing? Maybe this next two weeks before the seventeenth. That maybe our Chiefs. You want to see that? I want to see what the Chiefs. They need to. They they got to start doing something. They got to get under the cap. So I haven't, right I haven't seen now. Any, looking good. any news or any talk about any, them doing anything. They need to start doing some restructures or some cutting. They need to do something. I just I really hope they don't cut the wrong ones. Yeah. Like Tyrell Matthew would not be the one I cut. I mean, they came out and said they plan on him being a chief for a long time. So okay. at least get him extended. Need the, they the need GM didn't say that, did he? No. Oh. <laughs> Veach would be like, yeah, he's going to be like, next, <laughs> next week. 
He gone. He was with us. Yeah. Yeah. But I just need the Chiefs to do a little something to make it seem like they're actually trying to get under the cap because they got to get under it. So otherwise, you're not drafting. Right. You ain't doing (laughs) shit. I don't know what you do. I don't. I don't think we've ever seen that. But (laughs) I'm sure teams go over the cap every year to draft. Yeah, but you have to be under the cap when the league year starts. I don't know what happens if you're not. I guess that's why they said it's going to be a massacre next week because yeah. they got to get out of the cap. You have to. All right. Well, uh, second, the uh, third session will be up in about 10 minutes. Thanks, guys.